The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. For our daily social media video, we're joined by Erica from Rome. <laughs> Buongiorno! <laughs> well, actually, it's, uh, it's uh, 11.30 p.m. over here. It looks really dark outside, I was going to say. Thanks yes. for joining us, Erica. Like of on course, your of course. vacation, I'd imagine. <laughs> yes, I'm on vacation. I just landed a few hours ago. Um, yeah, anyways, work is work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to work. Uh, so the first buzzword we want to cover is this large controversy over how Nongshim was going to label, well... The term kimchi on its instant noodle packaging over in China, yeah. particularly, there's a whole controversy between, well, it's sort of a culture war, what we call it. It's the same kind of food. There are some overlapping features, but when it's Korean, we call it kimchi. That's right. Um, so what this is all about is uh, uh, South Korea's largest, um, you know, uh, instant noodle maker, manufacturer, Nongshim, has made a decision, a costly decision, I imagine, to delete a Chinese term for kimchi from uh, its product packaging for a specific uh, brand of instant noodles. Uh, Nongshim is, like I said, Korea's largest instant noodle manufacturer. So they do wield a great deal of influence. How about that? Yep. So let's begin with the first question. What was wrong with the Chinese term printed on the packaging that the company initially made and then removed? Yes, yeah, so uh, it indicated a certain pickled cabbage, a mm -hmm. certain type of pickled cabbage that originates from the northeastern region of China, uh, and it is totally different from mm -hmm. kimchi. So people who look at the package um, look at the term, the Chinese word, um, and uh, you know if they don't know what kimchi is, they will think that that is kimchi, and the two. Dishes are entirely different. Very misleading. Okay, without getting like heated about it, because if you go online, the conversations are pretty divisive and it gets yeah. angry real fast. Uh, to be fair, I mean, when we live in different uh, countries, when we're exposed to different kinds of foods and culture at different speed, sometimes, sometimes it mm -hmm. helps to label things in the way that locals will better understand, right? Sure. But I mean, there is this whole context. I think prior to Nongshim's decision, where the conversation did get really heated, where there was clearly an army of Chinese netizens who were very adamant about trying to blur the lines between what is inherently Chinese and what is inherently Korean. Now you're all caught up, everyone. <laughs> the company's move is clearly aimed at avoiding even a hint of connection between Korea's most represented dish and that of China's. It has repeatedly said that the origin of kimchi can be traced to China. And so it, it yep. is kind of a buildup on top of that pre-existing conversation. That's right. Uh, 
You're right. In order to have this conversation, you have to understand the context, which you briefly but clearly outlined. So Dongshim said it will remove the Chinese characters shown on two of its uh, spicy kimchi flavored noodle products, including mm-hmm. the noodle bowl. Um, the product is available in the United States. And moving forward with this decision, uh, the product is only going to show the foods, uh, the The, the product's English name. Okay, so let us elaborate just a little bit more. I mean, we might even go as far as to call it kimchi propaganda. I mean, it's not just netizens coming out of nowhere and claiming that they're the same thing. There were actually legitimate newspaper articles, um, online encyclopedia to claim that China is where kimchi began. That's right. Um, and uh, so what that means is even a single misused word or labeling will provide China with another excuse to keep up its kimchi propaganda. Uh, so China first started this uh, so-called kimchi propaganda by claiming that kimchi mm. derived from pao chai, which is a, a pickled vegetable dish that originated from China, but it's different from kimchi. And uh, in 2021, uh, South Korea's Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism updated uh, South Korea's official guidelines for transcribing Korean words mm. into foreign languages. Uh, at the time, it officially designated xinqi as the Chinese equivalent for kimchi. I wonder, does showing the Chinese letter on the products violate any sort of standing regulations? No, actually, it does not. Mm -hmm. And this is where uh, the the, the lines get really blurry. Uh, It does not violate any law nor any sort of company company regulations. But Nongshim said that it carried out the measure to basically uh, rid itself of any kind of possibility of further stoking the Chinese claim that uh, has been repeatedly rebuffed by the South Korean government as well as experts. How did this issue come to light? I can take a guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it all happened on, you know, online, on on social media. So last Thursday, Professor Seok Young-dok at Songshin Women's University raised a question regarding the product's indication of the Chinese word. Mm. He also proposed post its removal from the products. Mm. Um, The professor has mentioned, I mean, you know, by now it should be familiar to our regular listeners. He actively promotes the authenticity of Korea's history, especially the ones that are often abused or misused by other countries. And he said that his Instagram followers in the United States informed him about this uh, problematic product. All right. I'm glad because he has such a reputation. He gets tips uh, from, I suppose, people with uh, interest in the topic, uh, giving him tips overseas. There you have it. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that Korea's proud West, its status is is so heightened in the last few decades that more people are inclined to chime in on the conversation, not just Koreans. Yes, that's right. That's why we have to continue having this conversation. All right. And with that, we move on to our second buzzword of the day, uh, deep fakes. We knew it was coming. Now, how realistic they are, how horrendous they are in its creation. Um, it just happened all too fast. X, formerly known as Twitter, has apparently blocked searches for Taylor Swift after fake explicit images of her went viral. That's right. I mean, I guess in a way we sort of knew this was coming, yeah. um, but then to have happened to somebody so big as Taylor Swift 
And it, it raises a lot of questions. I mean, did this happen because it's Taylor Swift, because her photos are everywhere mm. on the internet? Mm -hmm. Anyone can have access to her photos? Mm. I don't know. But anyways, uh, in a statement, uh, X recently said uh, it had blocked searches for Taylor Swift mm. on uh, its platform after these uh, fake, uh, explicit images of her went viral on the site. X said the block was a temporary action to prioritize uh, user safety. Okay, so what would happen if I were to go on X a platform and search for Taylor Swift right now? So if you did that, you would see a message that would read, something went wrong, mm -hmm. try reloading. Okay, so I mean, I, I think X and any other social media outlets also new to this, so they don't have, you know, any other, you know, pre-planned sort of like, you know, screens um, to say you can't search right. for that, but I'm sure they're working on it. Um, we knew this conversation would eventually unfold. So fake graphic images of the singer appeared apparently on X last week. Some went viral and were viewed millions of times. That's the nature of the internet, isn't it? It travels right. fast. And once it's out there, it's really hard to just kind of put in a bottle and lock it up. And the speed at which these explicit images were shared, um, it prompted a whole lot of alarm, and not just from Taylor Swift fans, but as well as US government officials as well. So posts and accounts sharing the fake images were flagged by uh, Swifties who tried to basically populate the platform with real images and videos of Taylor Swift. They used the words and the hashtag protect Taylor Swift, um, you know, and deep fake images use AI technology to make a video of somebody by manipulating the face or mm. their body. And uh, in a 2023 study, uh, it found that there has been a 550% rise in the creation of these sort of like fake images mm -hmm. since 2019. Of course, that steep rise is being fueled by the rise of artificial intelligence tools. And the conversation has quickly become more, I think, uh, complex because the technology becomes more sophisticated. I think there was a time when it was very, very distinguishable what is real, what is fake uh, for the naked eye. And the mm -hmm. more advanced the tech becomes, the less likely it is for human detection to tell apart what is real and what is right. fake. Could you imagine what that could do in an important election? year um yeah and, and of course what it could do to potentially anyone who's famous as you've alluded mm -hmm. to with lots of images out there yep. shouldn't they be protected by uh, regulations and laws too so the photos uh, uh prompted x to release their own statement on friday what did they have to say so it said that posting non-consensual nudity on the platform is strictly prohibited. It also said that X has a zero tolerance policy towards such content and that its team, uh, you, the teams are actively trying at present to basically remove all of the identified images and they're taking appropriate actions against the accounts responsible for posting these images. Okay, has the site blocked searches for other public figures in the past? You know what? Um, it's unclear okay. uh, when or whether X has blocked searches for other public figures or celebrities in the past. 
Um, the issue has even caught the attention of the White House. This is how big the, the issue has become in the United States. Um, the White House on Friday called the spread of the AI-generated photos alarming. Okay, so lax enforcement disproportionately impacts, uh, surprise, surprise, women and girls. Uh, mm-hmm. They are the overwhelming targets online, and there needs to be clearly a legislation to tackle the misuse of AI technology and social media. I'm telling you, it's just becoming more sophisticated and hard to discern. You know, there has to be uh, specific laws that regulate uh, these types of uh, images spreading Mm. more and more in the future. Uh, But platforms like X, you know, big social media, major social media platforms like X, they also have to take their own actions to, you know, basically prevent such content from spreading on their sites. Because internet, once it's out there, it's hard to just, you know, reel it back and, you know, clear cyberspace of it. Um, Can we maybe counter AI and find these images before they hit online? You know, it's difficult, but in the the UK, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. uh, the sharing of deepfake uh, pornography became illegal last year. Uh, as part of its online safety act. So I think uh, other countries are probably moving right now to follow suit. Mm -hmm. If they're not, they should be moving. All right. We'll leave it there for now. Certainly not the end of it. And for our final buzzword, a solo Lunar New Year. Does it sound lonely? It's all right. Some people might want this. It's by choice. (laughs) Holidays, if you can imagine, sometimes is not welcomed by all. Maybe we need a break. Anyway, there are more ready-made meals available for those who want to spend it alone. That's right. So convenience stores are catering to a growing number of people, you know, choosing to spend the New Year's or other big holidays alone. Single family households are on the rise, as we've talked about on the show many times. And convenience stores are catering to these people by rolling out some really cost effective, ready to eat uh, holiday meal options. So, for example, GS25 recently launched the Happy New Year Toshirak or Sehebok Mani Padese Yong Toshirak, Yong for Dragon Year of the Dragon. No. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a boxed meal set that features nine different traditional holiday dishes like Prugogi, Tapte, Assorted Ton, Namur, even Myeongtehe, which is a spicy raw pollock. So, you know, it's, it's a very attractive option for consumers who want to spend the holiday alone, but they don't want to miss out on the good stuff. (laughs) Okay. It turns out it's pretty affordable and it's a trend likely to stay, right? We talked about something similar last year too. That's right. And you know, uh, when I say, you know, these, these are priced really well as well. They're really affordable. Uh, the the GS25 holiday meal set is priced in the 7,000 won range. Uh, and according to GS25, it, this, this project took more than three months to develop, actually. And GS25 is not the only convenience store chain is doing something like this. Uh, CU is also uh, set to release six types of ready-to-eat meals starting today, actually. And the lineup includes three rice bowl dishes, two salads, and one triangle kimbap. Uh, they released something called spicy omuk uh, triangle kimbap, which is uh, CU's first 1001 range product launched in five years. Okay, so affordable food that tastes great. Uh, there's some yep. novelty to it. So maybe for those who have to spend time alone during Lunar New Year holiday, it won't right. be so lonely. Thank you, Erica. Pleasure. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.